This is uh, the 30th of October 2023, and uh, and I'm so blessed to be with you. Uh, I hope that you are able to listen the recording of Second Kings chapter five. It's a beautiful story, and I want to read to you uh, eight verses, just simply eight verses. Now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with master and honorable, because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in value, but he was a leper. And the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel a little maid. And she waited on Naaman's wife. And she said unto her mistress, Would God my Lord were with the prophet who is in Samaria, he would have recovered him of his leprosy. And one went in and told his master, saying, Thus and thus said the maid that is of the land of Israel, and the king of Samaria said, Go, go, and I will send a letter to the king of Israel. And he, Naaman, departed and took with him ten talents of silver, six thousand pieces of gold, and ten changes of raiment. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel, saying, Now when this letter is come unto you, behold, I have therewith sent Naaman my servant to you, that you may recover him of his leprosy. And it came to pass when the king of Israel had led the, read the letter that he read his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and make a life that is, that is this man does send me uh, to recover a man of his leprosy? Wherefore consider, I pray you, and see how he seeks a quarrel with me. And so it was when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had read his clothes he sent to the king, saying, Wherefore have you rent your clothing? That's, that's, that's Elisha talking to the king of Israel. Where you rent your clothes, let him come now to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. Lord, I thank you for this message, Lord. I thank you for this word. Bless us as we partake of it now in Jesus' name. Amen. If you look to the world today, there are 250 or so hostages taken by Israel 
uh, I'm sorry, taken by Hamas uh, from the land of the Palestine, the Gaza Strip. And, and uh, Syria is the next territory and land close to Israel on the north side. And so when you look at this scripture, it's the story of a little maid, a little young girl, about 900 years before Christ, was taken captive by the Syrians and put to work in the court of the king of Syria. And of course, she was to help Naaman's wife, and Naaman was a leper. There are seven kinds of leprosy. One of them is very contagious. It's obviously not the one that uh, Naaman had. Another one, it disintegrates the skin to a size where it falls off. The nose falls off. The fingers falls off your hands. The feet, your tongue, your eyes, your ears. Anything that is attached to the doors. My father tells me an interesting story about, uh, about a leper. He was told by a telephone call that a leper in the colony close to the mission in his church in Brazil was crying out and yelling and screaming to the top of his lungs. And so they called my father, my father Daniel Bonfim. And dad said as he came in, it was dark, the lights were off, and the only thing that came out of this room was this man yelling and screaming from the top of his lung. Uh, that's all he could do. He had lost his legs, his arms. He had lost his ears. He had lost his tongue, his eyesight. His... And so it was a trunk of a man. And according to my father, the pain was excruciating. Horrible pain. Agony. And so, Dad came in, and as he opened the door, he looked back toward the hall, which was a large, sixty-so feet long. Way down there, a light shined bright, and walked in the, in the, in the place. And so, Dad walked in the room and, 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 and closed the door on him, so he stayed behind, behind the door as the light began to come toward where he was. The light came in, got inside of the room where my father was behind the door, went into the leper that was in bed, yelling and screaming, and sort of uh, began to put light over him and light. and It was as if light was just healing him completely. The light was to show in the middle of darkness. No light in that place except the light that came in. And, and, and it left. And so when the light left and took off from the door, my dad said he ran toward the man, and he was gone. He was dead. Of course... When my father told me this story, I had no doubt whatsoever in my heart that uh, 
there was Jesus that came in and took this man that was suffering desperately. But also, it was done after my father came in and got behind the door. And so my father was the testimony. God is waiting on the man of God to come in so he could come in second and take the life of this suffering man and leave and give him the testimony, which is my father's testimony to me. And now I am giving a testimony of the presence of God and the healing power of God to you. So it was a testimony. You see, this story is nothing but the story of a little girl. She was an Israelite little girl. Her age could have been from 12 to 15 to 16 year old. It doesn't say the age, but it simply says uh, a little maid. A little maid must have been, it couldn't be 12 years old, but it could be like 14 to 12 in that type of age. And all she did was to wait on Naaman's wife. So, when I read the first verse here, it really spoke to me. It says, Naaman, captain of the host, number one, the king of Syria. Great men, it says, it says, great, a great man with his master. Number two, honorable. Number three, and because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria, he was a mighty man of value, four, but he was a leper. I don't know the type of leper, but it must have been the type of leper that you have sores around your body to where you wrapped a garment around that part of your body so you can at least operate properly. Because he is, he is, he is an honorable man, able to speak. He's a great man of God that uh, win all kinds of battles, men of value for Syria in the, in, the, in the battlefield. And so the disposition of Naaman, you could say it was workable, uh, available and the type of leprosy he had was con contained so he could operate as a man and have a great testimony like that in the old testament leprosy is a condition of ungener ungenerated man as if he wasn't saved there was no earthly cure for leprosy in those days and even today there's no cure for leprosy and leprosy is not a an illness of the 21st century anymore. All of these great things about Naaman did not save him or heal him. He's still a leper. And so in, in terms of, of Naaman, you have, to, you have to respect him because he became a man of honor, a man of value, and a man of value with leper, with leprosy. You, you understand? His, his skills were many, but he had a leprosy. He had leprosy. Now, the interest of the Lord here is first, 
Because the favor of the Lord is upon those who love Him and follow His commandments. And, 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 and of course, something has to happen to bless this man of God. All of us depend on the favor of the Lord about everything we do. You know, the favor of the Lord uh, continues the schedule in Brazil after 50 years. Look at this. There's, there's four trips a year. And the favor of the Lord is upon those four trips to where I don't have to call anybody to go to Brazil. I invite people very, very, very seldom and a few people that I invite. And it generates 15 to 20, 25 to 30 people every single trip. The favor of the Lord. A man from, from Arkansas called Bob Odeorn gave me an old car with 100,000 miles. It has 140,000 right now. And that car never breaks. Even when it broke, the Lord produced a miracle where I was able to get home and found out that a little tube this big was replaced and it's brand new and operating properly. The favor of the Lord. And it's just amazing. I have a a car that is 1917 with 70,000 miles in it. And the favor of the Lord is upon that car that before it breaks, it does signals to me that I have to repair it. It's favor of the Lord. God has favor. And so as you look at the favor of the Lord, you have to, you have to accept that Naaman had favor from God for all the battles that he did in the name of Syria. They won the battles. And so it begins to work out to, to normalcy, to balance when Somebody from the Syrian army found a little girl, 14 years old, and brought her home. It's on verse 2. And Syrians had gone out by company and had brought away captive out of the land of Syria a little maid. And she waited on Naaman's wife. Now, I don't know who did that, who thought of that, who brought the little girl, the circumstances of getting this little girl. But I want you to know that God was in it. (laughs) God was in it. God was in it. You see, I'm trying to tell you that that Naaman had the favor of the Lord in his life. And you need to recognize in your life the favor of the Lord in all kinds of areas. Uh, I, uh, I, uh, (laughs) if I tell you what happened to me, uh, it's just an amazing thing. Uh, uh, The favor of the Lord upon my life. What what an amazing thing. Uh, I took to Brazil a man. His name is, uh, uh, and I'm not, I'm not going to mention to you, but he is one of the most gifted people in Atlanta, Georgia. He has a large company that counsels uh, companies and CEOs all over the place and bless them abundantly. And, uh, and he loves to sit down and talk to me and disciple me in areas that I have nothing, skills of whatsoever, I have no idea how to handle it. Uh, I've been to it a long trip away from Athens, Georgia. And, uh, and uh, it's north close to Canada. And so, uh, uh, and I, I went and I needed to return home. But I needed the favor of the Lord. First, when I got there, I got a hotel. And the lady gave me a suite because I was from Georgia. 
And so she was impressed that I was from Georgia doing in this place so far away from Georgia. And I got a suite to spend the night. I went to have a meal. And the lady sat with me across the table and, uh, 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 as I was having my supper. And she talked to me for a while about Georgia. When I got to the airport in order to change my ticket to return earlier, I, I, uh, I met this man. He was not supposed to be there because it was 6 o'clock in the evening. And nobody stays at the airport after 6 o'clock because all the flights are going to small airport. But he decided to stay that night to work late. And so when I knocked on the door of Delta Airlines, he came out and I told him my story that I needed to go home in the morning and I need a ticket. It was 6 o'clock departure. He, he said, I'm here, sir, to help you. And he, without charging me anything, changed all the flights. I had two flights. Changed all the flights. Got me at 6 o'clock in the morning in the only seat available on that Delta flight. I sat in the middle, in the back, from young, two large, large human beings. And I couldn't even, I had to, well, I had to drive, I had to, I had to do this in order to fit in. But I had favor of the Lord getting home. Now that's just a story that already happened. But there are so many, many stories. I had a vision in my heart about a problem. And the problem was, Lord, I need a, a, a man that can repair my cars. And I don't want to go to a place where I would charge an arm and a leg. Would you show it to me? And out of nowhere, I had this vision. And the vision was very clear. There was a sign, and there's a lot of grass, and an old dilapidated fence halfway open, and was in the back. And so I saw the vision I had. And so I began to drive around Athens. I started on Prince Avenue and went all over, getting out of the Exodus. And it couldn't have been College Station. A place like that wouldn't fit there. But I went all over the, 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 the bypass of Athens, Georgia, uh, I-10, they saw, they say. And, and until I came back to Prince Avenue, and, of course, I got into Prince Avenue and drove past uh, a place that uh, had, had sports for children, y- YMCA. And I kept on driving toward the middle of town, which is uh, 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 all the way uh, to Atlanta Highway. And before I got there, on the right, I saw the vision that I had. And I drove in, went in the back, and I met one. And for the last five years, one is the one who repairs all my cars. Uh, uh, the Yukon, uh, the 140,000-mile the, the uh, Ford Explorer that gave, was given to me by uh, Bob Orion. And I tell you, God just gave me favor. I can tell you about everything, every detail of my life, where I live today, where I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to Atlanta, the place in Atlanta where I live, and at uh, 6060 Fairfield Drive, I have favor of the Lord. And so Naaman was a man who had favor from God. And, and of course, if you could talk to Naaman, he would tell you. He would tell you that the Lord was with him, and he had favor. 
And so God brings a little girl in his house to help his wife. God, the God of Israel, the God of Jacob, the God of Abraham, find a little girl to help his wife, David's wife. And uh, this little maid comes into the history of the Bible. The Holy Spirit does not give her name. Her testimony will affect nations. Because we are in the midst of a war in the Middle East, and they've taken hostages. And so my prayer is that God will empower every hostage taken by Hamas and bless them so they become a blessing to Hamas so they can see the glory of the Lord. That's what my prayer has been since I read this passage. I would, it would have been very easy for her to have been bitter and angry. Angry toward God and toward her captors. For him allowing her to be taken captive away from her land, family, and made her a slave in Syria. She exhibit none of these evil trades. She had nothing of the kind. If you study what we little know about this little girl, was that she retained her testimony. The things she did not understand, she left behind in the hands of God. What an example. And in the midst of the kitchen, talking about cleaning and doing things, and she said unto her mistress, look at this, verse 3, Would God, my Lord, were with the prophet who is in Samaria. Her Lord. If Naaman would simply understand who is in Samaria. Listen, Naaman. Listen, ma'am. I'm your slave. There is someone in Samaria who can really give favor to your husband. He would recover her of his leprosy. You see... The blessing here is this. This little girl had more faith in the prophet of God than anybody else. I'm talking about armies, generals, a large, it's a country, Syria. Imagine, imagine today a little Israelite girl in, 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 in Syria in the midst of the war, counseling somebody and saying, I know a prophet of the Lord somewhere who can help your life. I know somebody, look at this, who knows somebody who knows what to do for you. That's what he said. Let me say it again. I know somebody who knows somebody who knows what to do for you. And of course, when I read this verse, it really bothered me and it talked to me because the knowing I know somebody. Means, I've seen the hand of God in his life. I've seen the power of the Holy Spirit in his life. I've seen him move in the Spirit of God. I've seen him call upon Jesus, the Son of the Almighty God. I've seen the kingdom come when he touched her. I've seen the glory of God upon this little girl, this, this life, this man. And I know somebody who knows somebody 
who knows what to do for you. What a testimony. What a testimony. I know somebody who knows somebody who knows what to do for you. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, glory to God. What a wonderful, what a wonderful, what a wonderful testimony. You see, I'm looking for people who join us and become a testimony. And I tell you, it's an unbelievable thing. God wants to use you to become a testimony of what the Lord has done in your life. But you are trapped into another thing, another life, another, another situation. And you can't be used by God because you have unforgiveness, bitterness, resentment in your life. And you cannot be a testimony. Look at this little girl. If she would actually begin to say, I'm a captive, I'm a slave, I'm, I'm the midst, in the midst of a terrible war, I hate this country. I hate the water. Look at this. And so, and he says, verse 4, And one went in and told his Lord, saying, Thus and thus said the maid that is out of the land of Israel. It should be translated this. Look at this. Naaman went in and told his Lord, Ben-Hadad, the king of Syria, about a little girl. <laughs> Naaman, the mighty general, the man of great value, walks in the court of Ben Hadad and say to him, "Listen, I, 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 there's a little girl in my house <laughs> who's got a testimony about a prophet in Israel who can heal me." Now, the power of the testimony here is overwhelming. Overwhelming because it made a captain of great value, a man, a man of honorable, a man of great men uh, to his master, honorable, mighty man of value, battle, battle, battle hardened. Naaman, the great, the great general, walks in the court of a uh, of Ben Hadad and, and says, "I, I believe we got something here." I believe there's something here. Now, only the power of God could change a man's testimony about himself that he's able to speak to a king of a country in the way he did. Now, let's say, let's say what the king of Syria said. Because what the king of Syria said is, is powerful in itself. It says, and the king of Syria said, go and go. Go, 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 go. I love you, Naaman. I love you. You are my best general, Naaman. Go, go, get on, boy. Get, get, go, go, go. You know, uh, <laughs> and I will send a letter to the king of Israel. <laughs> you don't need a letter. You know, you're talking about a testimony that's already penetrated the courts of the king of Syria. Ben Hadad's court. And Naaman did something that enlarges the testimony of the little girl. Naaman departed and took with him ten talents of silver, six thousand pieces of gold, and ten changes of raiment. Now, approximately in 1920-2004, about three million dollars.
men always have been trying to purchase something from God. When in reality the Lord has nothing for sale, it's all free gift. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that He gave. It's a free gift way up there. Way down there. Hey guys from Florida, from Georgia, from Tennessee, from Kentucky, from all over the world that you listen to RBM. It's a free gift. And he brought a letter to the king of Israel saying, Now when this letter is come to you, behold, I have herewith sent Naaman my servant to you, that you may recover him of his leprosy. In other words, all you have to do is to recover him of his leprosy. In other words, heal him, please. Here's the letter. Bang, 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 Heal. <laughs> now, now, you see, when emotions rise out of nowhere, when you begin to speak the Word of God, when you begin to say things that God says to you to say it, when you walk around the pulpit and you look at your congregation and say, I want you to know that God wants to heal you today. Now, verse 7 says, It came to pass. The king of Israel had, the, had read the letter, and he just read his clothes. Am I God to kill and make a life this man sent unto me? Who am I? I'm not God to heal you. He's trying to get a quarrel with me. The last verse. So it was so when Elisha, the man of God, had heard the king of Israel had rent his clothes. Now, now it becomes a move of God to the world to see. Because the, the conversation and what the letter said in the... Now, when you get something out of nowhere, come to your house, and you're the king of Ben-Hadad, you have to have the guy who picked up the letter, the guy who read the letter, the guy who went to the up next door, up, men up, and say, here's a letter from, from, a, from, from the king uh, of Israel. There's a letter from the king of Israel. And so passed by hand, was interpreted, and bang, bang, bang. Finally, the whole court of Ben-Hadad knows about this letter. And all that they knew about it was that uh, somebody in that court ran up to Samaria to find the prophet of God, Elisha. So Elisha doesn't come in the picture until, <laughs> until everybody already knew it. He said, let him come to me, Elisha said. And, ye, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. Goes back to the little girl. The Lord, bless this word, God. Teach my brother and sister that there's a prophet that is speaking to them at this very moment. Anoint him, God. Let him believe that the Lord is the last one to get in the game here, but he's been in charge of the whole thing. Bless them, God, this day today to know that all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to His purpose. In Jesus' name, Amen. Clamando no escuro, correndo e olhando para trás. 